0: You're listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to Lifelong Learning, featuring thought leaders in the field of continuing medical education. Lifelong Learning is presented in cooperation with the Alliance for Continuing Education in the Health Professions, the International Association of CME Professionals. Here's your host, Senior Vice President of Educational Strategy for Prova Education, Lawrence Sherman. We're going to spend a few minutes talking about what practicing healthcare professionals should know about what goes into creating good education that they receive and the role of the Alliance for Continuing Education in the Health Professions. I'm Lawrence Sherman, your host, and with me today is Robin King, the Executive Director and CEO of the Alliance, and we're sitting here in San Francisco during the annual meeting. Robin, welcome. Well, thank you. So, so Robin, the organization itself has gone through some changes over the last couple of years. It's moved from being a medical education focused organization to including all of the health professions. You want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Correct. Well, with healthcare in the United States, the team based approach is becoming more popular and not always the most suitable thing for every therapy in every uh, situation, every care delivery, but uh, it's really important to uh, understand the nuances, the differences. So we have cr- uh, created competencies. Which uh, we call the National Learning Competencies, to help understand and harmonize between the different healthcare practitioners, nurses, NPs, PAs, uh, and docs, hospitals, other care delivery settings.
0: So it's interesting. We always see the involvement in parts of uh, lots of different stakeholders within the healthcare system. Uh, what are you guys doing to bring in more of these stakeholders and to make the meeting and the organization more relevant to them?
1: Yes, um, it's. Um, easy in its heart. It's easy to talk openly about the team and watch what happens with the ACOs and listen to it a little bit. But as it moves so slowly through the United States, it's uh, a bit harder to communicate with each nurse practitioner, each physician assistant, et cetera. So we are going to the national organizations and working with them and doing joint programs, sponsorships, and uh, hopefully connecting really more quickly than slowly on the opportunities to uh, learn together and uh, see the change in outcomes, to uh, look at quality, improvement, Competencies from both perspectives uh, or all perspectives.
0: What do you think practicing healthcare professionals would be surprised to learn that the Alliance is doing to help improve eventual education that they receive?
1: Well, one of the things that we're excited about is looking at patient centered outcome data and um, thinking about how that data, rather than uh, just sit on a shelf somewhere, can be worked through learning competencies and then transferred on um, health system bases where there are clustered hospitals or even across uh, Alliance members who happen to think the same way and and would want to introduce uh, uh, competency-based education that would carry with it patient-centered outcome data.
0: Well, I think it's interesting going back to that team based concept. Uh, it, it's been fun to be a part of the Alliance. I'm proud to be a fellow of the Alliance and, and watch the evolution of what's happened at this meeting. And, you know, I, I try to think of it from the healthcare professionals, the, the learners' perspective. What's your vision for where you're going in the next three to five years, and how will that impact the practicing healthcare professionals?
1: To um, think about CME and continuing education in a different way, uh, to think about it as a quality improvement driver of healthcare, and not because necessarily of regulations or licenses or even certificates, uh, while those can be helpful, but to think of it as a driver of quality, learn together, practice together, and improve health outcomes together.
0: It just struck me that it might be interesting for healthcare professionals themselves to be able to interact with the Alliance somehow and share with them directly what may be missing in their opinion and help the members of the Alliance better understand the learners that they have because they're all different.
1: Yes. As we learn together, then we uh, improve together. And so uh, recognizing that continuous learning betters all of us and can be fun is part of what we do uh, in the Alliance. And so not just pushing paper and checking boxes, but having fun. And uh, so the, the online, the personal learning, the uh, uh, new methods of learning are really fun. And to be able to share that is fun.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm thinking now, I'm looking at the button you're wearing about what's your story. So the theme of this meeting is all about stories, and and not made-up stories, but stories that have changed people, that have impacted people, that have made them better educators and resulted in better education and patient outcomes. It may be really interesting to get learner stories and incorporate that as a theme at some point.
1: Yes. Um, all the way down to not only the faculty who are teaching, but the learners, as we call them, uh, the, the practicing physicians and nurses, et cetera, the practitioners, uh, learning together, uh, get their feedback, not just their evaluation. And then the patients. Uh, there are many groups, many friends of mine in Washington who would love to see patients get involved in this dialogue. So how does the uh, practitioner patient dialogue get influenced by the learning?
0: Well, and it's interesting, if I can personalize for a second, uh, in in a presentation that I gave yesterday, uh, I talked a little bit about involving the patient as faculty. And, uh, you know, I think what you're saying is really critical. And I think it's something that the healthcare professionals that are listening would be very interested in, because they're now becoming, or have the opportunity to become, active participants in their own education. So the Alliance is working to develop the educators, but I think the learners and their patients might be very interested to learn what's going on.
1: Yes, yes. And I think uh, patient advocacy is really moving to a a new level. It's not just uh, groups of a few, but it's actually translating to a dialogue uh, with caregivers with spouses, with friends, with family, and patients among the practitioner team. And so we don't want to stay on one side of the room and have the caregivers on the other side of the room. We want to be in dialogue.
0: Well, I think that's right. Uh, sh- shifting gears a little bit here, I-, I know that the Alliance has been involved in helping to develop faculty that participate in educational initiatives. You want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Sure, sure. And that's where the Alliance started, actually. Uh, I learned earlier today that uh, vast majority Uh, maybe uh, 30 out of the original 40 or 50 members of the alliance when it uh, first began were uh, physician educators. They were all docs. And so we're down to 11%. Now, somebody might think that that's a bad thing to not have docs educating, but uh, the past president who mentioned that to me this morning uh, said that that's huge because now we have Medical colleges, we have a whole um, host of people throughout the United States who are educators looking at it from learning outcomes and helping the docs. So it's a combination of education and practicing.
0: If you're just joining us, you're listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Lawrence Sherman, and I'm speaking with Robin King, the executive director and CEO from the Alliance for Continuing Education in the Health Professions, and we're here at the Alliance annual meeting in San Francisco. You know, something that that uh, I hear hallway discussions about is uh, the need to increase physician and healthcare professional participation in CE. So I guess the way you just framed it... That's important, but it's also important to consider who else is involved. It's a marriage between education
1: at the highest levels and practitioners at all levels. And so we we really need the learning outcomes. We need to stay on the cutting edge of education, and we need to understand how other industries learn and share and uh, improve their practices or professions.
0: Along those lines, let's, let's get a little philosophical. CME and CE is the largest and longest part of a healthcare professional's educational continuum. Right, so there's undergraduate medical education, graduate medical education, short-term things, but very structured. Then there's CME, less structured. Uh, is the Alliance trying to do anything to help align with the other parts of the educational continuum?
1: Yes, but not to force that. Uh, Regulations or statutes could force that, and the outcome might not be what we would want, but to harmonize and standardize, and that's where we go back to the competencies, and actually to spread the competencies that work over maintenance of licensure, maintenance of certification, um, any sort of continuous learning where the patient is going to receive the uh, care delivery on the other end, and there are a hundred different ways you could describe it and acronyms for all of that. But it's really important to be inclusive because the patients receive all the care.
0: Well, that's interesting. So maybe uh, our uh, practicing healthcare professionals are familiar with the term patient-centered medical home, but maybe they need to become familiar with patient-centered medical education. Hmm.
1: Great. Great point.
0: I wonder if we can coin that phrase and put it up somewhere. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I think with, uh, with small uh, letter caps uh, or small uh, initials, uh, that's already happening. But uh, you want to make it into an acronym, I think
0: that's a good idea, Lawrence. Well, you know, the, the world needs just another acronym. <laughs> so, so, Robin, the time's really flying by. Is there anything else that you'd like to add and be sure that, that healthcare professionals who may be listening would be interested to know about the alliance, perhaps getting involved with the alliance? Anything you'd like to add?
1: Sure. Um, we have a new campaign that's uh, coming out. It's not a big deal, but uh, hopefully people will notice, and it's called Educate, Innovate, and Advocate. And so we'll be thinking through those areas. in innovation, there are tons of new things, new ways that communications and data flow and all of that. And so education is impacted by innovation every day. It's not just research and data. It's also communications. And then advocacy. Um, we, uh, as a profession, are not very well known, mm. and uh, CME uh, over the years has meant you know, one or two small things. It's not really represented anymore, so uh, we need to advocate and uh, talk the same language,
0: and so we're going to do that. So I think that's very thematic, those 3 eights, if you will, um, and I think that's pushing the alliance in the right direction. Well, thank you. Well, my thanks to our guest, Robin King, Executive Director and CEO of the Alliance for Continuing Education in the Health Professions. We've been discussing what the Alliance is doing and where it's headed while we're here at the Alliance's annual meeting in San Francisco. I'm your host, Lawrence Sherman, and join us next time. Be sure to visit our website at reachmd.com featuring podcasts of this and other series. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to Lifelong Learning on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals, featuring thought leaders in the field of medical education. Lifelong Learning is presented in cooperation with the Alliance for Continuing Education in the Health Professions, the International Association of CME Professionals.